Good morning, good morning. It is another episode of the Early Birds Podcast, and we are here on a Saturday, bright and early, with our special guest, Ashley Oshinsky, who is the principal broker for Higher Living Real Estate. How are you this morning? I'm great. Thank you so much <laughs> for being here bright and early. Thanks for having me. Of course. You know, the, the thing about you that I loved when you and I were emailing back and forth is what we're going to talk about today, which is basically women in leadership, women in the real estate industry, but you're talking about your kids, right? And sometimes you hear people talk about, oh, I have the kids. Maybe I can't do this. Maybe I can't do that. But for you, you were like, hey, John, would love to do it. Would love to be a part of it. Can we do it on a Saturday? And I replied with absolutely. And I'd like to talk to you a bit about what it's like to manage and maintain being a, being a broker and having children, plus being a wife and everything else that you do. What is that like to get your day going? It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot. But, um, you know, I've really had to, like, reconfigure my life since having kids. Okay. Um, I used to be an early bird. Mm -hmm. I'd get up. I'd go to the gym. I'd get my day started at, like, 6 a.m. And I can't do that anymore with Mm -hmm. kids. So um, my mornings look a little different now. Okay. Um, I wake up and I journal. That's, like, the first thing I do in the morning. Um, That's part of my mindset routine. Um, And it just really helps me set the day off on the right foot okay. because if I'm feeling like crap, um, I'm going to be mean to my kids. I'm not going to be nice to people I talk to. And it's just, it's not going to start the day off on the right foot. So um, I spend about 10 minutes every morning journaling and and then it's time to be a mom. Um, I really compartmentalize as much as possible. So um, sometimes it's momming and sometimes it's being a broker and sometimes it's being a broker while holding a kid um, and feeding them a snack or something to just keep them um, in good behavior while I can finish a phone call. A hundred percent, you know, and I, I love that too, especially changing that mindset. You know, you told me you've been doing this for 10 years, yeah. obviously been in the industry, uh, had kids recently yeah. and your biggest thing you're talking about is like, okay, how do I shift my mindset to where I am going to still have my career, I am going to still be a mother, I am going to still be a wife, I am going to still accomplish everything that I want to accomplish. How did you get yourself in that mindset? And let me ask you this. Did you always have that mindset? Or after you were having the kids, were you like, oh my gosh, I got to figure something out because I want to do do more than just you know be here. I want to do everything. Yeah. I mean, I love being a mom. Like It's the greatest thing ever. But I've always known I wanted to be a career woman. Um you know, I grew up with a divorced family and my dad was the breadwinner. So when my parents got divorced, my mom didn't really have a career and a means to really support us in the way that we were used to. And that's kind of when I made the decision that like, I'm going to be an independent woman. Um, I'm going to set that example for my kids and my community. Um, And so that that's kind of where I decided that having a career was very important to me. There's nothing wrong with people that decide to stay home and, mm-hmm. and that and that that's a full time job. Don't get me wrong. I mean, my house is a freaking mess yep. right now because it's either fold the laundry or respond to the emails and take care of my clients. You know, so it has to be prioritizing the it, things. It's action packed. Uh, so my, yeah. my mom was was a stay at home mom. Uh, yeah. lo- love you, mom. Love you. Thank you for everything that you did. Yeah, I love you, mom, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she was a stay at home mom herself. Yeah. Right. But you know, what's crazy. Uh, as we got older, I can see her start to go, OK, my kids are going getting older. Like I, I want to still have that like purpose. Right. Yeah. And now she's she's working. She does a great job. She's a, a manager at this restaurant Good that she her. absolutely loves. But she built it's like a second career. Right. Yeah. Where in your case, you're like, all right, 
I can figure out both. And the reason I, I ask you that is is for the women that watch the show, uh, the empowerment behind it where they're like, hey, you know, I do want to be a mother, but I, I also want to have like a job, a career that people know me separately as opposed to just, just uh, that, that mother side of me. What do you say to empower, you know, women like that, that want to get into both of those fields? So you don't have to. I, I was talking to these high school kids about this this week, that you don't have to ask for permission to do both. There's not like a rule, <laughs> you know, saying that you have to choose. Um, you're going to have to balance. You're going to have to prioritize. Things are going to look different than they did before when it was just you and your career. Um, but it's doable. And honestly, this is going to sound kind of left field here, but asking for help. Like, I feel so empowered that I'm able to say, hey, mom, I need you to come over and watch the kids because I'm overwhelmed right now and I have work I need to do. Um, You know, like asking for support is actually very empowering. Um, The thought that we can do it all ourselves just causes more stress. God, I'm so, you know, I I got goosebumps. Um, And the reason I got goosebumps is what you said is the permission piece. Yeah. So, you know, I was talking about my mentor earlier. Yeah. and, And one of the things he used to say is, he said, you need to create permission for everybody else. And what he meant by that is, okay, the way things were built, right? When someone says, oh, you can't run a mile in under four minutes. And then somebody does it, right? Yeah. You gave everybody else permission to do it. Exactly. And that's what, what you said is what struck me so hard where it's like you telling them, you don't need to ask for permission. Be the one that sets that example and give others permission to do it. As opposed to the society telling you that, oh, no, if you're going to do this, you have to stick to this. Why? Why do I have to do that? And to hear you say that permission gave me goosebumps that I can't even describe to you right now because it's literally something we've been talking about with his message. Uh, We just shared it like two weeks ago. Yeah. And gosh, that's such a great, great feeling. How do you give people permission? How do you set that standard? You know, just by showing up, you know, I mean, like I have a daughter now. She's six months. And it's like. For for me, setting an example for my kids that, you know, I saw like an Instagram post of like, I think the person was kidding, but it really made me mad. It was like a woman should um, embrace her traditional roles of like cooking and cleaning and maintaining a house. And it really offended me because now being a mom and running a business, it's like my capacity has doubled. And no offense, but, you know, okay. women can do a lot more. We we can carry a lot on our plate. Um, so I think just showing up and doing your thing, like, you don't have to. Wait for anybody. Yeah, wait for anybody. And so one thing I wanted to share with you that was just top of mind is my grandma. Um, she's 81 years old, and she did hair till she was 79 years old. Because I feel like as women and as just human beings, we want to have a purpose. And I think it kept her so young and so like just with a passion to live because she had a reason behind it. So I know my time will come where my kids don't need me anymore. And then where do I, where is my space in the world? So let me tell you one thing. You'll never offend me with that. And the reason why is I'm a mama's boy. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Okay, I've accepted who I am as a human. I mean, my mom is my world uh, to me. She she always yeah. has been. Love love you too, dad. Don't You don't get me wrong. Yeah. But my mom is absolutely my world. So you'll never offend me with yeah. that because I've seen what she's capable of. Yeah. And to what you just said, the purpose is what people miss so often. Having that real, like 
long-term purpose because you're mm-hmm. right kids do get older I'm, I'm older now right I'm not gonna I don't depend on my my mom as yeah. much yeah and to watch her uh, for my mom specifically after we got older now she's running that job that I was telling you about I, I get to see her purpose continue where what you're doing now is you're saying okay I'm gonna do both of this I'm gonna have my purpose as a mother and like you said it's the greatest feeling for you love it you're a mm-hmm. huge fan but you Huge also fan. said you also <laughs> said right you also said yeah. I'm not going to stop building my career. Now you were mentioning earlier when you got your broker license. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that story? Yeah, so I was pretty pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I showed up in the class and everyone was like Yeah, I'm like I'm pregnant, not fat, <laughs> just pregnant, you know? Um but it was it felt uncomfortable because I think society has this picture of like pregnant woman mm-hmm. shouldn't be doing anything, you know, outside of relaxing and putting her feet up. But um, I was in that class on my due date because my babies come late. Okay. So um, I had to make up a class. So I was in class on June 4th um, with my feet up on a chair, but I was there and, and I just decided, you know what, like busy is busy. I'm growing a human. I have a two-year-old running around at home. How much busier am I going to get, right? That is, I, I'm like, am I mind blown to be completely <laughs> honest with you? Just thinking about you in that class with your feet up on the table. And you were talking about society gives you that that kind of impression. Were you getting like evil eyes? Were you getting some weird looks? Um, yeah, I mean, I had some some serious moments of doubt. I mean, I had clients, a couple clients just ghost me when they found out I was pregnant. You know, because it's just it. I mean, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. But um, how do you get through that mindset? And what would you say to other women out there that when they feel that kind of pressure, uh, I don't want to use the word that like it breaks them, but maybe they don't have that same uh, fortitude just yet that you created for yourself internally. Yeah. What do you say to them? Well, when it comes to like a client firing you, like they're just not your people. It's just not in alignment. You know, like that's just that's it. Um, took a long time to get there. Um, Where do you start to get there? Just getting really clear on like what your values are mm. and what you want. Um, one of my core values for my company is growth. And I always want to, to be in the growth mindset because I owe it to myself. I owe it to my family. I owe it to my clients to, to just never be stuck in this one place. Right. So, um, I think I kind of went off topic, but I think it's important to just find a mentor, find a coach, find a podcast, find a book, something that, you know, inspires you to just start thinking a little bit bigger. You, well, you talked about the coach uh, previously, you know, yeah. touching base on that. Well, how did that all start and, and what's that <laughs> relationship like? So I was in property management. After getting my real estate license, I worked in property management for like seven years and I was just so ready to to start selling real estate full time. Um, I didn't want to join a big team. I've just always been like, I want to be a boss. I want to be the owner of my company. Um, and I found my coach online. She retargeted me. Oh, <laughs> we'll talk about that in a yeah, second. Yeah, but yeah. So she retargeted me and um, like, I didn't have the money to invest in the, in the program. I was like, you know, but uh, I just kept feeling like I needed to do it. Um, so I, I did it. And I've been working with her for like almost four years. Wow. Um, and now I'm in like her higher level program. Um, 
What do you guys, what's, what's, if you don't mind yeah. and you don't have to share, but if, if you can, no, I can, what's like one of the things that you guys are, are talking about right now? Like what's kind of been the message the last couple of weeks? So my, my pillar right now that, cause it's not just her, it's a mm-hmm. whole team of okay, coaches, um, is mindset for me. Um, especially because we're in this shifting market, mm-hmm. um, focusing on the good is something that we've been really talking about. So like what's going good? Right. What can we make? Because um, our job as realtors, as lenders, is to help our clients feel comfortable regardless of w- what's going on out there. Um, so focusing on on what's good, like my cat had fleas this week. OK. Yeah. And we had to clean the whole house and it was like a huge inconvenience. And I had a coaching call that day and he's like, OK, so what's so what's good about that? I'm like, my house is going to be very clean for the holidays. You know what I'm silver lining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're focusing on mindset um, because any high level achiever is working on their mindset, and that's like ninety percent of the game. You're not. It's the truest thing in the world. And you know the thing I tell people is, I said, you know what's super easy to be negative. Mm-hmm. It's the easiest thing in the world to be. You and I could sit down right now, and we can go on for an hour about things that we hate. You know what's difficult? Focusing on the positive because that's not what your brain does. Your brain automatically goes to say, oh, woe is me. Here's what's going wrong in my life. And to flip that mindset to go, huh, you know what? Actually, the whole entire house is going to be clean for the holidays. Like, yes, the cat has fleas, (laughs) but here's the silver lining. And there's a a story I want to share with you really, really quick. So um, at my my previous employer, I used to be part of these these big like meetings and with the big meetings, we had the uh, chief revenue officer who used to run the meetings. Okay. And so I was always so like interested, right? I would always go to the meeting, super pumped. I was like, I'm going to impress this guy. He's going to know who John Haddad is. I mean, I can't wait to show him like how great I am. And so those meetings would go on for a couple months. Well, he, he got busier and busier and busier. And so what happened is he transitioned somebody else in to take on his role. So when this person transitioned in to take on the role... I started going to the meetings, and guess what? My excitement levels drifted all the way down. And now I'm like, what am I doing in here? Why am I here? You know, I, this, I'm not going to learn from this person. What the hell's going on? Yeah. So I went back to my leader, and I looked at my leader, and he would always ask me how it went, how it went. So now when he asked me how it went, I would say, oh, my God, it was terrible. What a crappy meeting. I learned nothing from this meeting. Like, I can't believe it's a waste of time. you got to get me out of it. He looks at me, and he says, John? I said, yeah, what's up? He said, listen, moving forward, I'm going to keep asking how it's going, but I have one request from you. All you can do is tell me one thing that you learned, and you cannot tell me anything else. And this is a guy I respected a lot, right? So to hear it from him, I said, no problem. So the next meeting I went to, it went the same way in my head mentally, and then I went back to his desk, and he said, how did the meeting go? And I looked, and I went to go tell him, like, everything negative, and I said, here's what I learned from that meeting. And he smiled, and he said, great. Have an awesome day. And then I went on with my day. And then every meeting we kept doing the same thing. And now my whole mindset has changed to your point where all I'm doing is when I go into these meetings, even if it's not, I'm not learning the whole hour or half hour, just find one damn thing that I can latch. Who am I to sit there and tell myself, oh, I'm not going to learn anything from this person. That's so ignorant to think like that. Yeah. What do you say to those people that have that ignorant mindset? And what I mean by that is, is when you walk into a room right now, and you go in and it's a, it happens to be a, a more of a male-dominated industry. Yeah. And you have some ignorant men out there, unfortunately. I happen to be one of them right back in the day like an idiot. <laughs> what do you say to them when you walk into that room? How do you set yourself apart? So it's unfortunate that we even as women have to 
have like, this conversation. Have this conversation. Have to kind of have this mindset. But um, so I was in a women in business panel at my old high school down the road um, last week, and this question came up: How do we handle this male-dominated fields? And for me, I think it's having a balance of like emotional regulation because I've been married for five years and with my husband for 12, I know how he reacts when I'm overly emotional. Um, So, you know, I like to just be as even keel as possible and be confident. You know, again, like I don't have to ask for permission. And um, another thing that really gets me is when women apologize all the time, like, I'm so sorry for being extra. I'm so sorry for, for this or that. Like if a male were to do that, they would not apologize. And frankly, a lot of men are a little bit. Um, how do I say this? You know, a little. Say it. Rip it they're, off. They're, 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 they can be a dick. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and it it's and there's no apology needed. But if we have a little bit of sass, you know, it's like, oh, there she goes being a bitch again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sorry for swearing no, on the pod, please, but I love it. Um, again, just being unapologetic. There's going to be people that are just are going to have their opinions. They're, they're going to act the way they act, and that's them. I've just had to so separate myself from people's reaction to me. It's not a me thing. It's a them thing. 100%. It, and, and, and that's it. I mean, I don't have it all figured out. And of course. You know, but um, this, is, this, is, this is the best I got. Well, so, <laughs> no, it, and that's, and that's the, what I love. It's like it's the best I got, right? I got. It's the best I got, not yeah. what you got. Yeah. I'm not thinking about you. I'm yeah. thinking about myself. And what's in my mindset and what I want to accomplish. And as society, the problem lately, at least from what I see, is to that to your point, it's like you have other people that are constantly criticizing and questioning. And as human nature, what do we do? We listen sometimes to those criticisms, right? And you're like, oh, maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. When in reality, they're not. And, yeah. you know, you've been in the spot. You're, you're fortunate to where you have those coaches and the mindset and you're so, like, strong-minded that you're going to be able to teach your children that about people, right? Yeah. Hey, get that out of your head. So what would you say to, to young women that right now where they're maybe getting the, that critiquing and that criticism, how do you tell them to fight through that? So I struggle a lot with imposter syndrome. Like, mm. like, am I good enough? Like, how dare I be successful? Because I'm, I'm not where I want to be in my of business. Course. I'm 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 taking deliberate steps every day to get there, um, but I've had to really put my blinders on when it comes to comparison. So we're all on social media so much. I've had to unfollow a lot of agents because it doesn't help my mental health seeing what they are doing, what they have, and then I compare it to myself. You know, I, I'm guilty of it, and I think for young women in any industry, in any point in their life. Comparing yourself to somebody else on social media, you're only a seeing their highlight reel. Wow. Um, you know, and it's it's just it's not good. It's not good for the mental health. The honesty behind what you said is is something that is I'm like thank you so much for sharing that yeah. because you're so right yeah. from the mental health perspective. Like sometimes you do have to be okay disconnecting and being honest with yourself, where you're like, you know what, I can't follow this person right now, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that and people think like oh i'm hating no you're not i'm trying to get my mind right okay i'm not worried about you i'm trying to get my mind right and this is what i need to do to get my mind right and that that's that's what i try to tell people all the time 
you got to be comfortable with yourself. And it's hard. Yeah. Especially nowadays, it's so hard to be comfortable with yourself because we are humans and we do compare to what somebody else has all the time. Exactly. Um, but I, I want I want to shift this a little bit and, okay. and I want to talk a little bit uh, about the business itself yeah. and how you've grown it. And we talked about uh, retargeting earlier. You talked <laughs> about your coach now. Yeah. You got retargeted. Uh -huh. But you, you've you built a platform where you are leveraging social media to, uh, to tar target a certain audience. Yes. And you talked about your mission statement. So I'd love for you to share the mission statement first and then talk about how you're getting into the field that you're getting into using social media to retarget certain clients. Yeah. So my mission statement is using my alignment method. I help growing households in Metro Detroit buy or build their dream home. Mm -hmm. So I have a growing family and I want to work with other families that are in the same position as me. We bought our starter home thinking this is going to be plenty of space. <laughs> and then we have toys and my son is obsessed with monster trucks and they're everywhere. Um, and it, it made me realize, okay, we don't have enough space in our starter home. And there's so many other families that are like this, right? Um, you know, we're making our way um, into like a higher income bracket so we can afford something nice. And um, I have a lot of background in new builds. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to help um, this group of people in a way um, where that's just my dedication. Not that I don't help first time course, buyers or downsizers, but um, I learned from my coaches that if I'm not speaking to somebody, I'm speaking to nobody. nobody. Um you know, so that's Can you just, say that again one more time? So if you're not speaking to somebody, you're speaking to nobody. Um, and I think we're, that's just where we get it wrong in the industry as a whole. Realtors are speaking to other realtors instead of to their ideal client. And, it, and it's just going on deaf ears. <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of shit for what I'm about to Go say now. It. I'm ready. Like just sold, just listed. Nobody gives a shit. Mm -hmm. Nobody gives a shit about that. Mm -hmm. Like, let's talk to the people that we can help and let's let them know how we can help. That's like the biggest thing I learned through my coaching. That's I love. So the mission statement's crazy. So yeah. And, and like you said, it's not like you don't help first time home buyers. It's not like no. you people that are downsizing. But for you, the audience that you want to captivate actually correlates to guess what? Your life. Right. Yeah. And that's why you're like, OK, yeah, this is who I am as a human being. Yep. And this is what I this is what I want to help. It's these clientele. So you said you have a background in, in new builds. Yes. Um, how does that conversation start, for example? So if you are, uh, we'll get into the retargeting here shortly. Yeah, yeah. So let's just say I'm one of those clients that falls into your mission statement and you and I connect because you share with me your story and your background. I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly me right now. I've got a growing family. I want to get into a home. Mm -hmm. So how does that conversation start? Um. Well... Conversation starts in a lot of different ways, right? But um, my first, so my alignment method is like, is my methodology to help these growing families. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I do is I have a intro conversation. Like I'm never going to just go show somebody a house without knowing what their vision is for their future. Because if I don't know what they need, I won't be able to give them what they need. So, so that's the first step is just getting to know them. Um, I'm giving away so many of my secrets. You know, if you don't want to, we can go on. Don't worry. No, no. Um, you know what? Because honestly, like, there's Lowe's, Home Depot, and Menards all, like, right next to each other. Yep. Like, I'm all about, like, collaborating, building bridges with other agents. So I learned in my sales training that the best conversions happen when you ask, I think, 72 questions. Wow. You know? So, like, a lot of agents go and they talk at their potential clients but really, I want to listen. I want to hear, like, what do they need? And I want to ask them as many questions as possible. 
how, how did you learn to be so patient? Because we we are we live in a society that's instant gratification, right? We yeah. want we want the, we want it now. We want it to close now. We want to get our commission check now. We got we got to get going, right? Yeah. But what you're telling me is is like okay, it's that patience piece which has allowed you to start building the business that you want to build. How on earth did you change your mindset to go from instant gratification to you know what? I want to understand. I want to get to know. I want to build a relationship, not a transaction. Yeah. How do you change that mindset into that into to what you have now? Well, it really ticks me when agents refer to their clients as deals and transactions mm. because it's like we're dealing with people's lives here, you know? Um number 1, but I grow I grew up around yoga. I went to yoga teacher training in my early 20s and I taught yoga for many years and yoga is a slow like introspective practice um, and then having to teach yoga and like tell people lift your left hand and everyone lifts their right hand like it just gave me so much insight and in, like how disconnected we all are like in general um, and then having two children um, also has helped me become very patient mm-hmm. um, and then also just like you know I graduated high school in 2007 like I had a cell phone but there was no like social media or anything mm-hmm. Um, so I th- I'm glad that I kind of grew up in the slower times. Yeah, we we mit, like missed that train. I was I was 2009. Yeah. So I was like kind of right teeter totting. Like yeah. I, I don't think I had a Facebook till after uh, high school. Yeah. To your point, where it was starting to like get big and big and big. Yeah. Um. Uh. But for me, it took me a long time to change it because I was you know when I turned 21, I got into the industry. And it was just that instant gratification. I, I didn't have money. And so now I start to, it's, I'm starting to run into it. And so the last four years, I've had to start shifting my mindset and go, okay, like we're trying to build an empire to your point, right? You have a company you're trying to build. It's not happening overnight no. as much as I want it to, you know, internally. I realize after six months, like, all right, this isn't, this isn't going to blow up tomorrow. Like yeah. I just, I have to accept that. And that's, that's part of the things that, you know, obviously you, you've accepted. Um, so we're, we're, one of the things I want to talk to you about as we get closer to the end of this, yeah. um, you said you graduated in 2007. Yeah. So let me ask you this question. What would you tell an 18 year old you today? Um, going back, what would, what would you tell that, that, that woman that's growing up, that's getting ready to take on life in this journey? What would you say to her? Just have more confidence in yourself. <laughs> you know, like uh, I did so many things to feel like better about myself when it was just like it's such an internal thing. And I spent so many years externally looking for the answer, you know, so, so many years looking for the answer. And um, yeah, I'm through my yoga and through just like life lessons. I've learned that it's just like it's all me. It, it really is. It's all so internal all the time. And uh, one of the things I want to touch base on is is the re, the, the targeting, if that's yeah, okay, yeah, before yeah. We, we close out on this. Uh-huh. But from the targeting perspective, so basically what, what your goal is to accomplish with it is you're looking for like a niche type of, of clientele. Mm-hmm. And what you do is through Facebook, and you'll basically target based off of like their experiences, their past, uh, for you to start connecting with this person. Where did that even start? How'd you even think to, to go down that route? My coaches. Wow. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, they're yeah. helping I'm out. Not, like, uh, shout out to them. But um, they take a very – so I, I have to credit my coach, Jess, Jess Lunavelle. Um, that's – she's the the head head lady in charge there. Um, <laughs> I, I saw it. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she'll take that as a term of endearment for sure. But, like, um, it's about – it's not just like the just sold, just listed. It's like personal content, personal stories, 
um, philosophies, like case studies. It's it's not um, it's not like here's what closing costs mean. Like nobody like you can Google that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like providing real value, getting people to know me, to like me, and then to trust me. That's huge. And, and listen, I want to end it with this. So I want to ask you this last question. Okay. And take your time. Think about it. I'm you're ready. good to go. So my last question is this. For people that don't know you yeah. and people that meet you for the first time, mm-hmm. what do you want them to know about you? Okay. Um, so... I really care about my clients' lives. Um, Like, this is from a business perspective. Um, You know, like, buying a house for my husband and I when we first bought our house, like, we had two, we had, like, two nickels to rub together. Like, it was a big purchase. It was uncomfortable. Um, But... It was more than just like this is the amount of money um, for us. And and I understand that from like a wholehearted perspective when I work with my clients that it's it's not about like me collecting a commission check. Like, yes, this is how I provide for my family. But I want my clients to have the best experience and I want I want them to move forward in their life because that's that's what this is about. It's not about like we were talking me buying a, a fancy car or a purse or something. It's about me feeling really good that I helped these people achieve a goal that they've had for themselves and the, their family. Thank you very, very much. Uh, listen, this is the Early Birds podcast and this is the type of human being that you want to put yourself in front of you got a lot more stories, and I'd love to have you on again. Ashley with Higher Living, she is the principal broker owner, and her mindset is something very special and extraordinary because she's able to do it all, and she does not give excuses for what she does not accomplish because it's all in her hands and nobody else's. So I challenge you guys to ask yourself this question. Are you making excuses, or are you providing a path and giving others permission to do some extraordinary and incredible things? I appreciate you more than you know. Thank you. Thank you you so so much much. for being part of this podcast and being here so early on a Saturday. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. (laughs)